This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 430 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Horselovers.com, Dr. Rose's Remedies, and Horseware. Listener Linda Gettick reviews the book, Horse Owner's Essential Tips. We go vacationing in Ireland with Cooper's Hill. Auditor Chantel Williams is our listener of the week. And the Horselovers.com product review is the Mud Boots. Listen in. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail or hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop This is Glenda Geek And this is Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Well howdy everybody, howdy Helena Howdy, Glenn. We have a full show today. Lots of guests. Yeah, we're just going to have to get right to it. No chit-chat, no nothing. We got four things to get to in the show today, and I know that's hard for Helene and I because uh, we just like to talk. So why don't you say we just uh, start? Let's just get started. Let's start with a book review. We haven't had one of those in a while. On your mark, get set. Go! Well, we have Linda Gettig on here, and I met her last year. She's one of our great listeners, and I met her last year at Road to the Horse. She hung out with Mary and I. It was fun, Helena, to have her hanging out. And not only did she hang out, she helped us quite a bit, too. So thank you for that, Linda. My pleasure. It was, it was fun. And, it, you know, it was fun listening to Mary do all the, you know, all the commentary for that because she had competed there. And it was just interesting to hear all of that. And it was fun to have you guys helping out. Now, you're reviewing a yeah, book. Yeah, it was good. You're reviewing a book for us, The Horse Owner's Essential Tips, Grooming Care, Tack, Facilities, Riding, and Pasture. Now, was this a, was this a comedy? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I go, it has some amusing uh, illustrations in it, so okay. maybe that maybe that counts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm actually sitting here next to my horse's pasture. He's turned out, I mean, at the boarding barn with a new mare, and uh, I don't see any. I'm seriously looking for something about how to turn out a gelding and a mare and make sure they don't fall in love with each other. But I haven't found anything so far. <laughs> You can't stop chemistry. Can't stop nope. chemistry. Uh, love. That's, yeah, we we need to add that section to one of these books. <laughs> There's a pill for that, I'm sure. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's called gelding your horse, but um, I don't know. It didn't work very well in his case. <laughs> yeah, some of them just don't get it that it that they're gone. No, he's yeah. he's not getting it. Well, tell us about this book. First of all, what kind of book is it? Is it uh, you know? Is it short tips? Is it uh, how's it written? Right. And the format is short tips. They're um, arranged in the order that you read, grooming, care, tax, facilities, etc. cetera. And, um, and there are a lot of illustrations in here, you know, really nice little like sort of watercolor uh, pencil drawings. And um, none of the tips are, prob- probably most of the tips are just maybe five or six sentences long. So, it's a handy type of book to have uh, for somebody, I think, who is new to horses or is just um, idly looking for sort of better ways to do things. And you can really just flip through this book back to front. You don't have to read it sequentially. You don't have to go in any kind of order at all. So that's a nice thing about it. It's a beautiful book. Um, the illustrations are very nice. And, you know, it's easy, it's portable, et cetera. Let's see, what else was I going to say? I wrote down some positives and, and negatives. I'm trying to be very democratic since today is election day. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it, has, it does have some very practical tips. And what I figured out um, after spending some time with this book is that not all the tips are from the author who happens to be a French, a French author 
who I think is a photo editor at a French magazine called Chevalier or something. No, Cavalier. Something like that. I picked up the magazine before and I can't remember uh, what it's called, but the author seems to have collected a lot of tips from people he's met around the world. And so I think that some of the tips work in some locations and some and some don't, if that makes sense to you. You know, yeah. like warm weather type tips and so forth. And there are some very practical tips in here, like I never knew you could do things with pantyhose that you can do, like, you know, use them for a tail protector or to protect button braids, that type of thing before a show. Or, you know, like a, there, there's a tip in here for keeping the type of horse who will break out of a stall in the stall, you know, like uh, working with latches in a certain way so that they can't, uh, they can't break through. Spraying antifreeze on shoes for winter riding. <laughs> Never heard of that one before. I've heard of pants. Wow, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so there there are some things in here that um, that were new to me, and you know, I I don't know everything, obviously. So uh, maybe other people have heard of these things, but I, I did think there were some interesting and unusual tips in here. On the downside, I think because this is this was originally a French publication or written in French possibly. Um, and then it's been published by a publisher in Montreal. I think that some of the things don't translate. I don't mean necessarily language, but um, there's some unfamiliar terms in here. Uh. Like there's a term that I ran into a couple of times that is a stable shirt, which I believe is what we would call a blanket, but I had never heard that before. Have you, have you guys ever heard that? Stable no, shirt. No, stable that, shirt. they may have actually yeah. done a literal, a literal English translation and just included that. Yeah, in it could be. Copy. And there, like, there's a product that um, has a couple references in this book called Stockholm Tar. Now, again, I don't know everything, but I looked that up, and it seemed to be it's a it's a hoof product, um, but it seemed to be something that you know people find in Europe or maybe Canada. I don't know. So it seems to be a thrush treatment, among other things. And uh, so, you know, you you would run into something like this in this book and wonder. Well, uh, Equestrian Collections about. carries it. Really? Yeah, oh, $15.85. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> What's it say it does? It. Let's learn something today. What's it say it it's, does? Well, it's hoof tar. So, it you know, it provides a seal. It's a waterproof yeah. sealant on your, your horse's feet. Carday and Martin. Yep. Vanner and Crest. You had not heard of it, though, Helena. No. Is that right? No, I had to look it up, but interestingly, no, that's, that's one of those obscure. I had heard of it, of course, and use it every day. Of course, of course course you have. (laughs) It's among your many hoof products. Oh, that's right. Yeah, all all 30 of them (laughs) I have out there for scooters, tiny little feet. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you'll never go through them all. Um, And then there's like a reference in here to a horse louse fly. Have no, I I looked that up and I got on some weird parasite website. I don't, and it said it's not really much of a problem for horses, but there's there's a tip about it in here. And then something else called a screen shutter for a stall opening, uh, which seemed to me to be a curtain, like a type of you know flexible fabric screen curtain that you might put up for your horse. But anyway, so my point is just that there's some terminology that you might just have to work through. Not not too much of it. It doesn't make the book too cumbersome or anything. You could figure it out thanks to Professor Google. Yeah. But yeah, that's an issue. And then some of the the illustrations are beautiful, but I felt like some of them didn't need to be there. Like I'm looking at one right now with a horse drinking water. And it, the tip is to take your horse upstream to avoid the muddy water that is downstream where all the horses are standing. <laughs> and there's a picture of a horse drinking water. It doesn't really, you know, that didn't need an illustration. But the tip about making a makeshift halter out of your lead rope when you're catching your horse in the pasture has no illustration at all. And reading through the tip, I... I still couldn't figure out how to do it. So my point about that is just that there there were some things in here that I thought were kind of poorly executed. Um, okay. That's fair that enough. I mean, yeah. The one about making the halter, you would need it. I mean, we all know what a horse looks like drinking water. So that's pretty right. clear. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly my point. <laughs> the very first tip in the book is 
to use a hacksaw blade to groom your horse as a shedding blade, use a hacksaw blade. And I looked at that. Now, maybe it's just the mother in me. But I thought, well, there are a lot of little, a lot of kids around barns, and we don't want to have loose hacksaw blades lying around for the kids. <laughs> yeah, it just seems <laughs> there's really ninety nine ways that can go wrong. Yeah, exactly. Now the guy yeah. in me said, "Oh, that's a damn good idea because they're flexible." <laughs> I thought right away, "That's a really the teeth are tiny. That would make a great shedding tool, and it's long. It's perfect." Yeah, it sure it sure would if you can oh, um, but, remember but to keep it clarify, out. But let's clarify for it, for my insurance's sake. Take it yeah. out of the hacksaw and use it loose because it, 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 uh, when it's not flexible and in the yeah. hacksaw, not so good. Not so good. It's right. Yeah. Well, and it you know somebody could still cut themselves on it. I don't know. It just seemed to me like there are a million ways that. A tip like that could go wrong. See, that is so, the mom and you and both it, coming out. That the husband here says, <laughs> "Oh, that's a cool idea. Get some tools out. Let's see how they work on the horses." <laughs> well, it also it also led me to wonder: Do they not have shedding blades in Europe? I'm sure they must, um, <laughs> yeah, and they're not even very expensive in America anyway. So I I don't really know why you'd need to go the hacksaw blade route in order to you know take the dead hair off your horse's coat. So. <laughs> That was amusing to me. Well, this is um, called the, we have to wrap pardon? here. This is called the Horse okay. Owners Essential Tips, Grooming Care, Tack Facilities, Riding, and Pasture. Um, you can find it <laughs> uh, on Amazon. Firefly Books uh, has it. And uh, we appreciate you coming on to let us know what it's all about. And, you know, if, if somebody thinks they, they would like some tips or it might make a good Christmas gift for that person in the barn who just doesn't know anything and keeps asking questions. Yeah. Be perfect for that person. Right. And we all know that person. So uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Give it a try. Thanks, Linda. All right. Horselovers.com is getting geared up for the holidays and have a discount code for HRN listeners. It is HRN, and you will get a discount on your next order. So put in the coupon code area when you check out HRN, and you're going to get a discount on your next order over $49. And once again, the holiday countdown, 50 days of Christmas is coming. From mid-November to the end of December, Horse Lovers adds new amazing deals of the day. Customers should sign up for their email list so they're the first to know what the deals are or visit these pages every day to see the amazing specials that Horse Lovers has. It's a special URL and it is horselovers.com slash HRN. It's a special URL page just for our listeners. So it's horselovers.com slash HRN. We have James Tunnery with us from Cooper's Hill Riding Vacations. He's here in the United States right now. Normally hails out of Ireland. And we're going to talk a little fox hunting. And we're also going to find out why you're here in the United States. Where are you headed? Well, we're headed off to Springfield, Mass. Um, the Equine Affair is on between uh, November 10th through 13th. So that's um, a few days' time, um, th- Thursday through Sunday. And what we're going to do there is show basically how easy it is to get a, get a nice horse in Ireland and go hunting, hunting uh, to hounds. And it's live hunting versus the majority of hunting, which is done in, in America, which is the scent. And people just follow the hounds that have um, a predetermined scent to right. follow. Right. So we do it different. It, it's uh, And it's... Uh, that that makes for a, a more interesting day. Let's just oh, uh, let's just, James. <laughs> your hunts are are legendary over here as being wild, <laughs> crazy, dangerous, and, and fun. Me- and fun. Yes, that's right. There's all sorts of elements in hunting. You can have a day that's absolutely of no use. And sometimes when you go out to to hunt, this is how it goes. This is the sport. There may not be enough scent. In other words, the environmental conditions aren't of uh, a nature that were, are conducive to hunting, and you'll be just walking around from cover to cover and try to figure out if there's a fox in there or not. And sometimes because of the weather conditions or the elements, you cannot um, get a fox to bolt. But the goal is for the field to help the master get a fox bolt. And it's not necessarily about the kill. It's like Saturday night downtown. It's more about the chase. 
<laughs> that is so true. So what yeah. kinds of um, riders do you like to attract? Who do you find uh, that your vacations and your adventures are best suited for? Well, that's a funny thing because there's all there's a lot of different people that try it for the first time. I've always wanted to do that. And, oh, gosh, I'd love to do it, but you guys are crazy. <laughs> and then you have to go and sit them down and say, we're not actually crazy because we wouldn't like to be going killing ourselves. Right. But we explain how easy it can be. Sometimes you can take the option of going out a gate. So you have your rider there that's not very experienced at jumping. And then they can take an, another option, a smaller jump, pretty much two or three rocks sitting on the ground, walk through it. Or you have your former show jumper who likes something thrilling. Now, they, there's all sorts of people in the field. There's a farmer who just had a horse out the back of his field. He said, you know what, I might try hunting with him. And he'll do that too. And he'll do it to the best of his ability, which is probably whatever way he can. You know, maybe no formal training. And that happens too. But your American tends to err on the side of caution because um, they do. They have heard the stories, and there are stories to say that people can get, you know, um, pretty much messed up doing hunting. But for the most part, what we do at Cooper's Hill is find out the level of the person, and then we pick a specific horse that will take care of that person. That's why we are um, um, a business of excellence and TripAdvisor, and we won the Leisure uh, Luxury Travel Guide Award for 2017 for the most unique experience of horses. Okay, I want to go. <clears throat> <laughs> she sold. Oh, yeah, sure. Aren't well, I'm one of those. Right we can see him this weekend at the show. I know, but I, yeah. like, so it, it's, I'm one of those American riders who's totally intimidated by Irish fox hunting. And everybody says, it's the most amazing thing. I just spent five days in Ireland. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'd, you know, I'd be wetting my knickers if I did that. Uh, but, well, but I, okay. I really well, want to ride the country there. Like the, the, what, I really want to ride the country. Can you imagine, can you imagine, just close your eyes for a second and imagine the most beautiful green rolling hills, slightly dampish morning, but all the flavors of wildlife, of farming, of horsemanship, of hounds are in the air. You can smell, you can actually taste them. A little bit of a chill comes through the air. And next thing you hear a horn, to do and off goes a fox. Jeez, now, James, this is goes, like this is like horse porn you're giving the women listening I totally right now. Like it horse is, porn. And <laughs> and you know, notice I haven't we said relish anything. it. We relish it, and off goes the fox. And next thing, the hounds follow, and then the master calls the field on and say, "Come on, guys, we're off chasing this fox." And it's up to you, the rider, then to just experience that thrill, and you will have a horse. That's the key to it. You will have an Irish horse knows how to cope with the obstacle. You could actually throw the reins to the horse, which has been done, and he'll take care of it. And that's you know, how and that, those Irish horses are. That is half the battle because, you know, most of the times when you're out there, now I've only hunted drag, most of the time when you're out there, the battle is with your horse. It's not with the terrain. And if you have a handy horse, you're you're good. You just have to be able to to trust him or her. So if you're telling me that you guys are going to put me on an Irish field hunter who's going to pack me around the rolling green hills of your country, yeah. I'm all set that's with that. Do. I'll sign up. That's why, yeah, we even plan it down to getting the bus from the airport. But that's what we do. Our skill, why we're getting such excellent reviews on TripAdvisor, is that our skill is in picking the horse to match. I, I have only been misfortunate once in getting that wrong. And then during the hunt, I transferred the person from my horse um, to, to I, I just switched horses, my horse to theirs. They were a better rider than I thought they were. And they got my good horse and they had a fantastic day. Well, let's talk <laughs> a little bit about the, uh, about Cooper's Hill. Now you, you offer the fox hunting, but you also offer other things, right? Oh, yeah, we, we, we're very lucky where we, we were located. We're located right on the edge of Gawler City, one mile exactly from the city center. And where we're at is just adjacent to beaches, and but we can ride through city traffic in our horses. And I mean rush hour traffic. Can you imagine going down Fifth Avenue on a horse and knowing that you're going to get to the top, from top to bottom of Fifth Avenue on that horse without incident? That's how good the horses have to be in, in traffic in order to get you to the beach, and they are. We train them to do that. 
And then we have other rides out into the countryside, which is, um, well, the west of Ireland is very famous for, you know, its lovely little hinterlands and little farmyards and cows, sheep, ducks, goats, you name it. It's all splashed in around where we have our yard and where we start our treks from. And on those treks, people can walk, trot, canter, and even gallop. And they're taken down to uh, lovely, beautiful vistas of Bogland, which is preserved because the European community believes this is a, a, a an area of specific concern for, you know, eco uh, eco tourism. So we ride through this area on a trek, and then we have the world famous Burren, which has unique flowers from all over the world due to bird migration from Africa. They have orchids there. And they make their droppings in the limestone, and the most beautiful flowers grow on the west of Ireland that shouldn't be in Ireland at all. And we ride through this area. That's a more sedate ride, easy and all that. And we ride into the ocean at the start. Then we look at all the vistas all over the place. But the key to it every time is matching the rider and horse. Hmm. Now, what about uh, accommodations? What do you guys provide? Do you just provide the riding part? Or you said you even pick people up. So I assume you, you could provide the whole package. The whole package. We provide everything. We give you the options. We have an IT girl, Kira, who is absolutely awesome. And she is a horse owner. And in fact, at the moment when I'm gone, she's doing the training for me. So you could actually say she's a horse trainer. But... Um, she has this uncanny ability to get it right with the people when they ask for it. Well, I want a, a farmhouse situation. I want to stay in a castle. I want to stay in a luxury hotel. Do you want um, nightlife or do you want to just a uh, country farm area? And and we're, we're, we have all these uh, um, kind of uh, different people in our catalog that will support what we're doing and provide those facilities for the people that want them. Now, everybody's different. Some people might want luxury accommodation. Some people want, might want to stay in a farmhouse and a kind of a farm work situation, whereby they will be in a country house, get their bed and breakfast, and out in the morning, they ride a horse for a little while, put the horse back, and then have dinner in the evening in the same hmm. farmhouse. Well, I don't think you have to sell. We have, I don't think you have to go any okay. further. You've already sold everybody that's listening in this audience. So, yeah. <laughs> so well, I don't think well, that's an guys, issue. I, I just have to say, just if you experience it, experience it once, you will be back. We get a lot of repeat business, but the buzz. We, if you can hear my voice, I am so excited about horses. I love horses. My life is horses. I'm actually an exercise physiologist and I have a master's from Trinity University in Dublin, but. My dad had a barn full of horses. He said, you want to, would you do something with those? And then we, this is how this business started, you know. And uh, it's been going up and up and up ever since. Well, where can people find out about it? I know they can. Well, first of all, where can they find you if they're going to the Big E this weekend? We're in Boots 2111 at the Big E. Right down and there, you can always find us on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, 2111. That's 2111. And... You can always find us on Facebook, Cooper's Hill Equine, and our email is the same, coopershilleckwine at gmail.com. Pretty easy to find us. Very good. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Have fun this weekend at the Big E. There'll be a we'll lot do. of our listeners there. So, uh, Awesome. Hope to meet them all. Okay. Thanks, James. Thanks. Thank you. This winter grooming tip is brought to you by Horsewear Blankets. Joining us are two of the top grooms in the country of Enter Philip Dutton's groom, Emma Ford, and Cat Hill from World Class Grooming. Well, our horsewear winter grooming tip is with Kat, and we're talking this week about blanketing the clipped horse. And none of us are ever sure what weight to put on, how, you know, is too much, too little, especially with the clipped horses. It's, it just seems to be more, you fret about it more. Absolutely. I think it's easy to, to project your own temperature on your horse. If you're cold, you throw a blanket on them. If you're hot, you take one off. And um, every horse has their own personality when it comes to clothing. I have two Irish horses in the barn. One of them hates clothes and would be naked unless it's an absolute blizzard out if he had his druthers. And my other one wants every blanket in the barn on him at all times. He needs to be starting blanketing at 60 degrees. Thank you very much. 
Um, so knowing them intimately will help you. One of the big things I tell people is to put their hand on their horse where they're not covered by the blanket. Lots of people put their hand under the blanket to feel how they feel. And most of the time, that's going to feel warm. Just like if you were to put your hand under your sweater, that would feel warm, but your hands might be freezing. Um, so I always check ears, faces, legs, and then try to blanket to adjust that to more of a moderate temperature rather than just underneath their rug. Um, Rambo has some amazing quality uh, turnouts. They've got the Supreme, which is a really heavy one with the neck that keeps them super toasty warm. They have their Verilayer system, which helps um, thermoregulate, similar to how their own hair works, and that comes in many different weights. They've got their Wug, which is a half neck. Think of like a turtleneck. Um, so if you've got a horse that's partially clipped, the Wug just gives a little bit more um, protection from wind kind of sliding down their shoulders and making them chilly. Um, they also have a really neat one that's called their Lights, their California Florida weight. It's 100 grams. And that's great for people who are down south and need and have a clipped horse and they need a little bit of something, but maybe not quite as heavy as a, a midweight. Um, I also do recommend, if you've got a horse who has their neck clipped, they really need to wear a neck. Uh, their necks are one of their biggest areas for cooling. That's why we clip it, because it keeps them cooler. And if that's exposed to wind, they have a really hard time staying warm. Um, so I always try to at least have a top layer that has a neck covering so that they've got that wind break on their neck. Um, the other big thing I like to talk about is to make sure you're clipping based on what you do with your horse, not how much you want to look at your horse. Um, we all would love to give a show clip to our horse and clip them from their coronary bands to the tips of their ears, but in reality, that's not necessarily best for the horse. I always do the minimal clip possible. If I'm doing a trace clip, I'll do the lowest trace clip I can and then work my way up until I know exactly where they need to be to be comfortable. Um, in fact, even my lesson horses, I tend to just do what's called a chase clip where I clip from in between their front legs to underneath their chin and just give them a little cooling strip. Uh, since a lot of our horses up here go still go out, they need to have that protection from the elements of their own hair in combination with um, some wonderful blankets. And of course, Christmas is coming, and what would be better than the book World Class Grooming for anybody that's a horsey person in your life? And and we know the author. She's on right now. So where can people find the book? You can find us uh, wherever equestrian books are sold, um, as well as our website. Horse, that's not right. As well as our web, website, worldclassgrooming.com. We also do clinics and, edu- and barn education. You can find out more information about that at worldclassgrooming.com. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram with World Class Grooming. This tip was brought to you by Horseware. Have you ever wanted to own your own Rambo? Well, here's your chance. From October 3rd to November 23rd, receive $50 off any Rambo turnout blanket, including the Rambo Duo, the Optimo, the Original, the Supreme, and all the others in the Rambo turnout line. All you have to do is trade in your old turnout from any brand for a horse in need. Simply visit horseware.com slash trade for more information and fill out the form for the voucher you will need to get your $50 off. The complete list of retailers is at horseware.com slash trade as well. Open to U.S. and Canadian residents only. Go to horseware.com slash trade today and replace that blanket with all the holes for one of the best blankets on the market, the Rambo Turnout Line. It is the year of the listener. And now, our Stable Scoop Listener of the Week. Well, now up is my favorite part of the show. It's our listener interview. And we have Chantelle Williams with us this week. And Chantelle, she actually has a very different background than mine. (laughs) She grew up on a 10,000-acre cattle ranch in North Dakota. You really, you you just does not get any different than a little Italian girl from New York. (laughs) So I'm really excited. And yet we both grew up to love, live and breathe horses. So I'm really excited to get to know more about you, Chantel. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really excited to talk to you guys today. 
So I'm going to just start off with this assumption right here and that you're probably a lot nicer than me because somehow I think anybody from North Dakota and cattle ranching is just nice. Are you nice? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Let's ask your students. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Tell us a little bit about um, what you do. Uh, have you always lived in North Dakota? What do you do for work? And uh, are you married? And what kind of horses do you have? Start anywhere you would like. Okay. Well, I actually am an English teacher, but not in the traditional sense. I teach English as a second language. So my students are immigrants that move here usually for work, and they come in not knowing any English or very little, and I have to teach them English. Okay. So that's, that's fun. what I do for work. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> we have fun. Um, most of my students are Puerto Rican, but we've also got students from the Ukraine, um, Russia, Moldova. We have some students from Africa and from Asia little bit of everything. It keeps it interesting. So are you um, fluent in Spanish? Um, no, I'm not. I, at this point, you could probably drop me in Puerto Rico and I'd be just fine. Okay. But um, I understand a lot of, I understand just about everything that they say. I just can't speak it. Okay. So is that challenging for you then as you're trying to teach or is there some sort of flow process that you really don't need to be that fluent in order to teach English as a second language? You really don't need to be that fluent in the other language. It's a lot of, it's how we basically do it. Whereas think of how you teach your child to talk. You teach them by modeling the language. So we play games. We do a lot of modeling And my students are the middle schoolers and the high schoolers. So when they get to that age, it's more or less just trying to get them to pass their classes as well. Right. And we push them to make friends that speak English and join sports or clubs so they can learn daily English with their friends. And then I can teach them what they need to succeed in school. Okay. So you have to have a lot of patience. You have to be organized and then you need something to do at the end of the day that releases all of your stress. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. And I'm guessing that has to do with your horses. Oh yeah. They are my lifelines. What do you have for horses? Um, I have a eight year old Missouri Fox trotter mare that I just kind of ended up purchasing on a whim. Um, I've had her since she was two and I did the naughty thing and I just saw a pretty picture and I was like, Ooh, I want that. Um, and I ended up buying her for, I think $400. Wow. It was worth it. And then we recently acquired a Welsh pony mare named Rosie. 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 what, What does she do to earn her keep? Right now, she loses weight for her <laughs> Best answer Ponies ever. Ponies don't have to do anything. They're just cute. Best answer in the history of this show. She loses weight. That's her job. That is her job right now. Did you start so, riding on the cattle ranch? Is that where you started? Uh, Yeah, that's my grandpa actually got me into it. And they didn't have quarter horses for ranch horses like normal people. My grandpa had Arabians because they could last all day long. Oh, makes sense. So, and with a ranch that large, I mean, when you're checking fence, you need to be able to do it at a good, steady pace that the horse can keep all day long. So, wow. that's what I learned with. <laughs> so, Chantel, what, when you're growing up in a ranch that size, everybody listening that uh, was a teenage girl or boy at one time thinks that would be so cool. Or was it just a lot of work? I loved it. We had so much fun. My cousins and I were able to just kind of run around like little wild animals, which was always a blast. (laughs) Um, We did chores all the time. And our grandma knew we weren't going to do anything incredibly stupid, or so she thought. So we just kind of had free reign to play out in the yard and do whatever we wanted. It was This was all before the oil boom, so it was really quiet 
out there. So we didn't really have anything to worry about except for rattlesnakes. So we were all good. <laughs> what did you grow yeah. up with uh, riding the Arabians then? Uh, yeah. And my first horse was actually a Korab. Um, and that's what I ended up learning on. And it was just a trial by error thing. They, we just kind of got thrown on the horse. And if you stayed on, good for you. If you fell off, if you're not going to the hospital, you need to get back on. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's you know, parenting was different uh, back when when I was a kid too. Um, well, you know, that's one of the things that we have in common. Whether you're from New York or North Dakota, you fall down. Your parents are like, "Get back up! I don't see blood. <laughs> yeah. Move along, kid." <laughs> yeah, your Italian parents exactly. weren't interested in that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your guts had to be on the outside of your body for you to get any attention. Now, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so you do distance riding too? You do endurance riding? Yes. Um, we just started every time we were ready for a ride, something happened and we went back to square one. So we are not going to have our first actual distance season until next year, fingers crossed. Um, but that was the original intent with having the gated mare. It's a lot more comfortable. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely more comfortable. I agree. Um, so now, one other question for you here is, how did you hear about uh, Horse Radio Network? Well, my husband is obsessed with podcasts, and he's a really big hunter and backpacker. So he's always listening to his hunting podcasts. And finally, one day, I just got curious, and I was asking him about it. So he said, just look something up. Look something up that interests you. So I looked up horse podcasts on Google. And this was the only website that I could find. So I started listening. So she listening was stuck with us, and... Alina. That's what it was. She had no other <laughs> choice. She had to listen to us. <laughs> and much to my mother's chagrin, we were on a eight-hour road trip, and all I played was horse shows. So she wasn't particularly happy, but it made the time go fast for me, and I was the driver, so driver picks the tune. That's right. <laughs> That's right. How and long? then you can look at him and be like, see, this is what happens when you tell me what to do. How long have you been listening? How, when did you start? Um, I've only been listening since about June. Oh, geez. You got like 4,500 episodes to catch up on. I know. <laughs> you got to take a lot more I'm road trips. On it. <laughs> it's like, you better get riding around that 10,000 acres because, uh, you got a lot to catch up on. Well, we're glad that you're a listener and you're an auditor now too, right? Yes, I am. Well, I'm glad you are. We appreciate that very much. And thank you. I know you sent in an entry for the Radiothon so far with your kids singing. And that was a lot of fun. So <laughs> I, I hope everybody enjoys that. But now it's time for the rapid fire questions. Helena, are you ready? I was born ready, baby. All right, let's do it. <laughs> that was so lame. That was so lame. I can't yeah, even just said very that. Okay. 1970s of you, actually. 70s? 70s? Yeah, 70s, 70s 80s. I, well, I'm feeling very that 1980s. Was era. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Chantel, what's your favorite food? Either fruit or ethnic food. Okay. What, what's your favorite fruit? I love all of it. <laughs> I could live off of yogurt and fruit and granola and be just happy as a clam. <laughs> oh, what a healthy girl. So what won't you eat? What's your least favorite food? Oh, gosh. Anything. And I know I'm probably going to get a lot of flashbacks for this, but I can't eat greasy foods. Okay. I can't do greasy food. The one time I got sick when I was pregnant was from eating something deep fried. And ever since then, greasy food just nauseates me. Yeah, okay. Eating, that, that happens. Yeah, eating food while pregnant seems to change people's palates, women's palates forever, doesn't it? There's one it thing does. they love it and does. then one thing they hate after. It's, like, it's true. Yep. <laughs> I did not like chocolate before I got pregnant. And in my ninth month, something took over me and now I'm a chocolate freak. <laughs> and I, yeah, so who knows? And But it works the other way around too, you know, like avocados. That was another thing. I loved avocados. And then one day... I don't know. Somebody put avocado in my salad and I had a freaking meltdown. I was like, get this disgusting <laughs> vegetable away from me. <laughs> my husband was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> okay. What is your biggest, I'm going to give you two chances, your biggest equestrian pet peeve and your biggest equine pet peeve. 
Okay. Um, biggest equestrian pet peeve has got to be indiscriminate breeding. That just drives me nuts. Okay. And let me think here. Equine now, wait a minute. Was peeve? that equestrian or equine? I, I'm. <laughs> Which one? <do> you... <laughs> yeah, that's like that was. <laughs> equestrian i don't know it happens a lot up here everyone is just no i meant was it horses or people that you don't want to breed i'm just checking uh that's an excellent question some people should probably not reproduce as well but that's a whole other story (laughs) that's so you okay here's how messed up i am i thought she said bleeding and I was like, oh, people just show up in the barn all bloody <laughs> and that, that indiscriminate bleeding that bothers you. And I'm like, oh, ha, ha. I wonder why that bothers her. <laughs> like, do they have big pricker bushes out there or something that they ride? Cactuses. Oh they get her every time. <laughs> indiscriminate bleeding. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Yes. Yes. We, we can all jump on that bandwagon. Why make more? when there are still so many out there that need homes. Exactly. Um, well, what about your equine pet peeve? What annoys the heck out of you? When you are five feet away with the halter and they take off to the other side of the pasture with their tails up and their ears forward. <laughs> <laughs> Every damn day. <laughs> That's my life. I know. And our, our barn lady always laughs at me because all it'll happen. It happens every day with my Fox trotter mare and she'll just hear me swearing in the pasture and she knows what happened. (laughs) Oh, it never fails. I know. Sometimes I hide the halter behind my back, you know, and he totally has the expression on his face that he's like, I know you're, I know what you're up to and I'm going to let you get just close enough. And then I'm going to be the ass of the century. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, you're not alone. Uh, what is the most terrifying thing that you've ever done and would you do it again? Um, let's see here. Probably, um, when I was in, when I was in high school, I was a, I jockeyed for a friend and that was probably the most terrifying thing. And no, I will not do it again. (laughs) I rode her horse in a quarter mile race and uh, it was a quarter horse race uh, and oh, I was race. a jockey. I will not do that again ever. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what was the scariest thing about it? Um, someone cut me off and I ended up, uh, hanging on to the horse's neck and everybody is still galloping full speed and all I could think was my options are hang on and pray she stops or let go and hope for the best. Oh God. That just made me sick yeah. to my stomach. I, yeah. Okay. So, so you're I good with go. that. Yeah. Jockey yeah. life is not for you. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I think Glenn, that might be the f- first or second listener who's done something terrifying and would not do it again. Right. And you know, there but haven't they, been too many oh. with horses either. They've been yeah. on horse things. This was a horse thing. So, you know, horse thing. Yeah. good for you for, you know, having the self-preservation skills to stay out of a sport that, you know, <laughs> is counterintuitive to self-preservation. Uh, okay. Last one. Let's see here. I have a couple. If you're, I, um, I'm going to give this, I'm going to make you answer this for Rosie, the pony. Okay. If she could speak, what question would you ask her? One question. What do you want to know? Hmm. Hmm. That is an excellent question. Um, I would probably ask her why she hates dogs so much. Dogs as in woof woof? Yeah. Okay. She just, she just maliciously attacks them like this vicious little adorable pony it's, she i mean she terrifies when she gets to the dogs wow okay so i'm wondering what happened there and i mean there's a couple of dogs out here at our boarding facility that are really quite stupid and they've already been kicked a couple of times but i'm pretty sure it'll happen more so they kind of 
they could probably use another swift kick in the noggin. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, thank you so much, Chantel, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again sometime. All righty. Thank you. You have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Chantel. Bye-bye. Dr. Rose's Remedies Skin Treatment Salve and Spray are 100% all-natural products. They are anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. Dr. Rose's are made with all human-grade ingredients and are safe and effective for treatment for all manner of cuts and scrapes on your horse. And Dr. Rose's is the must-have product here at the Horse Radio Network headquarters to keep PT Scooters' delicate white pasterns free from dew poisoning and scratches. Ask for Dr. Rose's at your local tax store or feed supplier or visit them online at drrosesremedies.com. That's drrosesremedies.com. Horselovers.com product of the week review is being done by none other than my wife, Jennifer, Coach Jen. Here I am to save the day. Well, you got a product a while back from Noble Outfitters, the Muds Stay Cool Women's Boots. Tell us about these boots and whether you liked them. There we go. Well, there was a reason I said, here I am to save the day because it's mud season in much of the United States. And if it's not there yet, it's they're going to be there soon. And muds are appropriately named because they are a completely waterproof short boot. They come up just past your ankle bone, um, a little bit lower perhaps than your paddock shoes do. And they are the nice, heavy-duty, durable kind of rubber boot versus the ones that are kind of lightweight and have cute pictures all over them, which are really fun and fashionable. These aren't cute. They're not fancy. They're plain. They're work-a-day, and they work. Woohoo! They have uh, very light insulation, and it's the kind of insulation inside that's really designed to promote air circulation so that when you're wearing them and the weather's not particularly cold, your feet don't get overly sweaty. But when you wear them in the winter when it's super cold, there's that little air gap between your foot and the outside of the boot, which helps keep your feet warm. So I gave these boots an A++. Because they're really easy to get on and off. They're really super comfortable with a squishy insole. And they're very durable. I wear them almost every day because the grass is wet here in Florida pretty much year-round. And they have been very efficient at keeping my feet dry. And they hold up to horses stepping on my feet and my f- taking my toe and propping open gates while I take halters off and stuff like that. And I think uh, I see her wearing these every day, so I can vouch for that. And I think one of the things you really like is the tabs at the front and the back of the boot that make it so easy to put them on. They're essential. Yeah. You must have the little tab in the front and the back to get them, to slide them on and off. They're easy to get on and off. You don't need they a boot are. pole or anything. Yeah, but I mean, you, with those tabs, I see you use those tabs every day. So, pop it on, pop yep. them off. Yep. That makes a lot of difference. And they're they're a good price. They're at $69.95 at horselovers.com. Just search for Noble Outfitters Ladies Muds, M-U-D-S, Stay Cool Boot. And now we live in Florida where it's been really hot and you didn't find them too hot. So Well, no. In yeah. the, I wear them in the morning when there's heavy dew. Um, now, I, I, I would not expect somebody to wear them all day long cleaning stalls at 89, 95 degrees. That would be silly. But to pop those things on when the dew is very heavy and you're walking through six inches of grass to co-catch the horses in the middle of the field, I would much rather put these on. My feet get a little bit warm, but by golly, they're dry. And then I can change into my nice leather paddock boots after the fact. So I think they are a good uh, year-round kind of a boot to have around the barn. Especially if you live in mud country. And who doesn't? That's Well, we don't. We live in sand country. But yeah, there are people who actually has, still have mud. And I remember those days with non-foddenness. Uh, I was <laughs> not fond of it. Noble Outfitters Ladies Muds Stay Cool Boot. Find them at horselovers.com. Well, I do have to say, Helena, we have so many cool entries coming in for Radiothon. Well, Radiothon is a special event, and so only the cool need apply. Uh, there is one about Scooter that I cannot wait for you to hear. It's going to be played definitely on the Stable Scoop Hour because it is so funny. 
<laughs> and it was done by a auditor that we interviewed a couple of months ago. So, and his family, and it is hilarious. You're going to love it. Gonna okay. Love it. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, and Brody makes his appearance in a couple. Uh, oh. Yeah. A couple of the songs. There are some excellent songs and poems. It, it, I, you know, we always pick one to put at the very beginning of the show. You know, the, the one we think just describes the day, kind of sets the mood. I have yep. so many to choose from. I don't know which one to pick. It, they're really good. You have the good problem. We have talented listeners. It's too I bad know. we aren't. And they're smart, you know, too. if we were talented, it would help. But <laughs> No, this is why we have listeners and guests. Then. That's right. We don't need to be <laughs> talented. Heck, we don't even need to be good-looking. That's true. We just need to know how to work a microphone. Basically, what do we have going for us? Not much. Not much. Not mu- no. It's our mics. It yeah, all comes it. down to the equipment. We have power yeah. and internet. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's and even that's kind of sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true at your house. It definitely is sketchy. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's uh, you have until the 18th to get your voicemails in. And then, of course, feel free to give us a call on Radiothon Day on the 28th. All the details at HolidayRadiothon.com. For details about today's show, go to StableScoop.com. And let me remind you that you can get the Horse Radio Network app on your phone, on your smartphone. And that works for both iOS and Android operating systems. Just search for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and very easy to use. Be sure to log on again. Don't abandon us. Next Friday, there'll be another episode of this show. Even though we're preparing for Radiothon, we're still plugging away with our regularly programmed schedule or something like that. And you know what? I when we're not recording Stable Scoop, I get kind of lonely. So please send me your feedback. Find us on Facebook, Twitter. I'm on Instagram. We're all over the place. So just find us and please send us a message. Even if it's hate mail, I'll take negative attention at this point. <laughs> Many thanks to this week's She's sponsors. Desperate. It's getting cold up north. And <laughs> true. Many thanks to this week's sponsors: Horselovers.com, Doctor Rose's Remedies, and. Horseware. Yes, Glenn, I'm completely taking over the closing. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network. You can find them at horseradionetwork.com. And uh, that's it. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be, we'll be, blah, blah, blah. We'll be barely alive next week. Until then, happy scooping. (laughs) 